impressed. I left the city, I've been impressed. Treading water that they drown. My head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Welcome to episode 21 of the Smash Accept podcast, special Grinch edition. We're going to hit you up with a, a little bit of our favorite Christmas music here and let you know about our week 15 and week 16 Grinches. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus and as charming as an eel. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peach. Boom. So today's episode is the Grinch episode, you know, and there's a lot of guys that are fantasy Grinches for you guys. You know, they they might have beat you in the playoffs. They might have been guys that you drafted that really came in and, and just killed your fantasy team. Um one, we're going to start here with John, uh, playoff John. I keep calling him John. He keeps correcting me. You know, Playoff John. John yeah. How are those playoff teams going? And uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you and some of the guys right now that are your, you know, guys that hit for you or maybe some some fantasy Grinches we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah, hey, so playoff John here. You can find me right now at dynasty underscore trades. Love being here. One of my favorite times of the year, not only Christmas, but championship week in, in fantasy football. And Mike, I got to tell you, I'm feeling pretty good. I, it, in fact, there's definitely some Grinches out there. And I've been talking with a lot of people on Twitter. But for me, I actually went 5-0 and with my playoff teams. I lost a couple of consolation ones, but uh, I did go 5-0. and And especially excited about getting to the final in my home league. Every, you know, Those are the ones that you care about the most with your boys. So, yeah, feeling good. I mean, guys like Darren Waller, can I get some love for Waller? Maybe, uh, what do you think, a little, a little cowbell? There yeah. we go. Darren Waller season, baby. Oh, man, that, such a great feeling. I had him on three of those five, and yeah, <laughs> you start off on Thursday out. night killing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything's coming awesome. up playoff John-wise. You know, you got that sweet background. We we got a new Smash Except background. This. Yeah. New Chris, Mike, and we got the, uh, you know, the the new visuals on here. Looking a little on the sexy side, if you That's don't right. mind. This guy here, uh, Adams, yeah, he helped me in, in one of those leagues, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, a lot of – that's fantastic. 5-0, and oh, that's a great way to kick off the Christmas week, right? And let me introduce Mung. How are you doing and how are your fantasy teams looking right now? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, as always, you guys can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And, uh, yeah, I made it to the finals in quite a few of my leagues, but uh, I struggled in some others. You know, certainly was a disappointing outing from Devontae Adams for those who've been relying on him at wide receiver one all year. Uh, Mike Davis, I thought, was in a smash spot against that Green Bay Packers run defense, but we saw a lot more of Rodney Smith than we expected. And, you know, with Christian McCaffrey likely out again week 16, I don't know how much you can really trust Mike Davis. And there's a couple other guys we'll get to in just a little bit. 
Absolutely. You know, this week I, I was in 10. I made nine out of the 10. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the Grinches that really, you know, that ended that that run right there. But, you know, that that's a great start from the Smash Except crew, you know, going into the playoffs, talking about things. And, and there's some players that we really have advocated. I think, you know, I've been catching a lot of flack from my friends firing the uh, Derrick Henry fan club going, you know, but if you're in a points per carry league, he has been the RB one in back-to-back weeks or top three, depending on your status. And luckily, you know, in the Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry trade I made, you know, he got me to the championship. Every team I have Derrick Henry on, he has put me there. The other guy that I've really been advocating that I started in every week and every single league that I had is Logan Thomas. I mean, Logan Thomas went off again. A lot of people were asking, you know, is this somebody I should be starting? You know, we're, we're get the switch over to Dwayne, you know, strip club Haskins. And I, I'm like, no, you know, this is, we'll get to that in a little bit, but that was a, our dad joke of the day. But uh, you know, he comes out there and he gets 13 catches, you know, puts up 29.5 in a tight end premium. And that's tops for tight end position. You know, him and Waller were right there neck and neck. And that's a guy you, that we were saying for a while. We've been talking about it probably for about five, six weeks, where that's somebody you can buy on the cheap that could move you into the fantasy playoffs. And then we, once you get in there, people were like, should I start him? He paid big dividends. Um, we want to jump right into week 16. You know, we, we have a lot on plate with that. But let's talk about some of our fantasy Grinches. You know, the guys that have really put us down. Uh, Dynasty Jacobian sent in. He got Derek Card last week. You know, that was his Grinch of the year is, is getting Derek Card. And we all know what happened and not really something that, you know, he could prevent. Puts up 2.8 fantasy points and gets that injury. But on the flip side, Marcus Mariota looked like what we wanted him to look like, right? I mean, Marcus Mariota went out there. Gruden, sign, you know, made the signing of him, picked him up. We knew he was always high on him. But that's what we always wanted to see in Tennessee, John. And I thought Mariota looked like someone who – might create a little controversy if he plays that way the next two weeks. Yeah, actually, um, I was just talking to one of the listeners of the show at Fish Sticks, like the name of the bands, and he was actually throwing that Mariota thing out there as could he be the next Tannehill because he's um, liked by the GM, maybe Gruden likes him, maybe they'll actually like what they have going there in LV. So that's something to keep an eye on for sure. He looked really great. and. In, um, I, I was, of course, again, back to the Waller thing. I mean, that was working like magic because yeah. it's part of that Gruden system with the tight ends and the running back. So definitely worth keeping an eye on Mariota. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny in Dynasty Refinery Listener League 1, before the season started, I traded Miko Hardman and Mung, I know that's your guy, and the 202 for Darren Waller and Marcus Mariota. Waller put me in the championship, you know, and it might've seemed like an overpay at the time, but that was someone that I really believed in. Um, And, you know, Mung, were you, from watching the game, I mean, are you feeling like Mariota actually has a legitimate shot? I think that's a great point that he said could be a Ryan Tannehill type thing, a reclamation project, someone that really could bounce back in the community. Are you thinking this is just a one-time thing? Uh, no, I'm staying away from both of the Raiders quarterbacks, to be honest here. Uh, it sounds like Derek Carr is already practicing, so he is on track to start this week if he's healthy. Um, so I don't know how much we're going to see from Mariota. It's possible that the Raiders could cut Carr after this season. Uh, they would certainly save, you know, over 20 million bucks. And I think they have Mariota on, on a deal for one more year for fairly cheap. But, you know, whatever happens, I just, 
Marriott is great for those rushing fantasy points. Uh, but real life, you know, they lost the game. Uh, he kept them in it for a while, but he threw some bad throws. Uh, probably should have had more than the one pick, I think. Uh, so long term, I would sell either Raiders quarterback if you can get a first or maybe even an early second. I like it. So our our next listener sent in was at Boustros11. That's B-O-U-T-R-O-U-S. And he sent in, it was Robbie Anderson and Russell Wilson for him. You know, and, and Russell Wilson put up 19 fantasy points and six-point passing touchdowns. So it's it's serviceable, but it's not the Russell Wilson we wanted. You know, um, I know going along with that game, DK looked a little bit hobbled. And, and I know a lot of people sent in that they had DK Metcalf as one of their Grinches for the week. Um, talk to me a little bit about the DK Metcalf injury, you know, that you guys have picked up. And if those are guys that you had on your Grinch list as well. Yeah, I think that it was actually decaf Metcalf oh. that that showed up in yeah. week 15. I know that was a tough one, and that hurt a lot of people. And I think it's fair to say Russ was not cooking either. No. That that offense was out of sync, and thankfully um, one of my opponents was was going in with Russell Wilson. It did hurt me in one other league. Um, but, yeah, I'm actually really worried about Seattle in week 16 as well. We'll, we'll come back to that. But, yeah, he, he just – Metcalf has been taken out of some games. He's got Jalen Ramsey in week 16. I'm not feeling good about Russell Wilson or Decaf in week yeah. 16. And, and it's tough to sit a guy like DK Metcalf. I mean, you have it to is. have a really nice option. And we're going to talk about a lot of nice options, some guys that we are going to green light that you could potentially start over him. Um, and the last one we had sent in from my boy at Debezy BFF, you know, doing great things over there with the untouchables. He said Amari Cooper. I mean, Amari Cooper yeah. comes out. Two catches, and, 10 yards. Yeah, two catches, 10 yards. That you was know, it. It's like, he did it. He broke it down real nicely. You know, one catch, five yards in the first half and in the second half. Enough to make me throw my controller across the uh, television. You know, just the like, whole way across the room. No, but uh, Amari really, really struggled. It was nice to see C.D. Lamb. You know, his his stats probably got padded a little bit with that, uh, you know, kickoff yeah. return there on the mm-hmm. onside kick. But and Michael Gallup showed up. So, I mean – Dallas is a situation that it's very difficult to predict there, but Amari kind of, uh, you know, he, he let you down and chances are, if you have him, you're probably not moving on. In one of my leagues start 10, I put up 200 points and Amari still had 2.5. So the rest of my guys balled out just to even get me there. So, um, you know, are you trusting Amari Cooper or any of the Cowboys wide receivers into this, you know, crazy week 16? Uh, I mean, trust is hard to say, but uh, certainly the Eagle isn't that scary. So I think there's still viable flex options, but just understand that they have a low floor. Yeah, one of my other Grinches was was Zeke Elliott, you know, and then Tony Pollard came in. And I know the yards per carry weren't there, but the fantasy points sure as heck were. Amazing. You know, I mean, he came in and he put – if you started him, I mean, there are, are teams out there where people started – they, I said, send me your roster. One guy showed me he had McKissick, Pollard, Chad Hansen, and he's in the ship. You know, so we talked about it last week. Mung said, play the guys that are hot, play the guys that are the opportunity. And when Zeke went down, I've been advocating this since the Dynasty Refinery days of those premium handcuffs. I know a lot of podcasts don't talk about it and they're like, hey, forget about handcuffs. But if you have guys on your bench like Mike Davis, which we used to talk about, And like Tony Pollard, like Alexander Madison, they are league winning backs. And that's why we have them there. That's why you can pay 
you know, a late second and get one of those guys to the stash if you had Zeke because he outperformed anything Zeke did all year long, John. Yeah, that that's exactly right, Mike. And for those of you that were sitting on him, it definitely paid off there in week 15. I did talk to a few people that essentially won because of Pollard. It, it was crazy to think that, that was the first game that Zeke missed because of an injury. Yeah. And, and Pollard looked really good. And then you just nobody feels good about playing Zeke here in week 16. Sounds like he was limited at practice today. But I mean, I'm at, at this moment in time, I'm feeling pretty good about potentially playing Pollard again if Zeke sits. And you, you kind of start to just put some doubt in there going into the offseason about Zeke, about his future. He's got the huge, whatever, $90 million contract, but just it puts so much doubt around him going into the offseason. So that's a guy that could potentially lose value. I think. Obviously, all his his um, owners are are kind of hyping up the Dak return, right? And that you got to consider that. But I, I mean, Zeke seems to be losing value by the minute right now. Yeah, I think there's going to be a, a kickback here, though, because I mean, I read, you know, it was just a a an idea report, but I mean, something like this was before the Jets went and the. The Jets are the Grinch of Christmas, right? Like everybody that ruined everybody's Christmas, they go and lose Trevor Lawrence. But before that happened, um, I saw a report saying that they were going to offer a second round pick potentially for Trevor Lawrence because they have tons of room under the cap. They go and they get a running back to protect their, you know, protect their young investment. That seems to be out the window now. So we don't really need to get too much into that. Let's jump right into our dynasty Grinches. You know, the guys that, that we, had at the quarterback position I'll go first my Grinch is Matthew Stafford you know I thought Matthew Stafford this year coming off yes a small sample size but what he played last year he projected as the QB2 over that time if you extrapolated his stats this year he has struggled mightily right now he's injured I know I was asking your guys advice quite a few where I was trading for cheaper versions I was trying to trade for Rivers and Brady luckily I didn't trade for Roethlisberger but get some quick additions there because Matthew Stafford has not put up the numbers that we want. He's been banged up. Kenny Galladay's missed most of the season, you know, and I I love Matthew Stafford as a quarterback, but the value is on the way down now. John, who is your QB Grinch for the 2020 season? Oh man, for the season, I'd probably say Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. I was going to go with big Ben. Um, he's just Pittsburgh has just really kind of imploded recently. They went from staying undefeated and now they can't beat Cincinnati who doesn't really have much to play for. That was, that was a struggle. Lump of coal for big Ben. Um, yeah, that was brutal watch and they just can't get anything going right now. And then for week 16, it was definitely Russell Wilson. He was, he was the QB Grinch for me. He did not cook, or I guess you could say, he, he burned the Christmas turkey. I mean, it was it was brutal. He burned down a few rosters there and, and uh, just could not get things going. And, you know, it's kind of tough to see because he was in the MVP race there for a while. And he got a lot of people to the playoffs, but when you need him most, he, he kind of collapsed there and cost a lot of people. I think uh, one of our, our guys on Smash Accept crew, also Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson kind of cost him. And, uh, you know, the kind of – went down with the ship too. So Seattle was a, was a big problem for week 15 playoff teams. Absolutely. Mung, who is your Grinch at the quarterback position? 
Yeah, for the whole season, I would say Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I was fairly high on him coming into the year just because they had Debo Samuel. They added Brandon Ayuk. If everyone had stayed healthy, I, I mean, I think there could have been potential for this offense. But, you know, Kittle goes down with an injury. Samuel and Ayuk have both missed time throughout the year. And, you know, I mean, it sounds like the Niners just had terrible luck both on offense and defense. And, you know, you can't help that. You can't predict that. But, uh, you know, it would have been really fun to see this entire offense healthy and, you know, run in that Kyle Shanahan scheme. Sure. They just added their quarterback of the future. I don't know if you guys saw that, but Josh Rosen is on the roster now. And we know if you put Josh Rosen on the roster, that 101 pick might be there. So the Jets, the Jaguars might really tear it up these last few weeks. And we put we put them right back in position. No, I'm just kidding completely. Uh, let's move to the wide receiver position. My Grinch, and this one hurts. This one hurts bad because I love this guy. And, uh, you know, made a couple couple bets, bets here on eating at a Waffle House. But that is Chris Godwin, the wide receiver two last year. And he just hasn't clicked with Brady the way you wanted to you know he had he had some nice games there and I'm not saying he's a dynasty sell you know a lot of people are really trying to jump ship and you got to realize he's going to be a free agent he could go to a great landing spot we don't know you know I mean we have no idea where the future is going to land for him the talent is there he's been banged up you know he hasn't quite clicked the way we wanted him to but he's definitely my Grinch for the 20. 20 season monk hit us up with a wide receiver that is your grinch you know that oh my my special bonus grinch was clearly keenan allen you know we 2.8 fantasy points the only team that i got knocked out of the playoffs is keenan allen really just stank it up you know and i lost to unfortunately mr third place himself riley Bymaster, who has really just totally totally set me up for failure since he's been on the podcast you know he's been my bad luck and uh, but yeah, congrats to him going to the championship. And now I have to wonder if I should play for third place. Like if I, if I actually win third place, he's going to try to give me that that title there. But Mung, who's your wide receiver? I think it's got to be Julio Jones because, you know, he's been great when he's on the field, but he's missed so much time with this recurring hamstring injury. And we've seen other injuries sap good wide receivers who are getting up there in age. I mean, Look at A.J. Green's value now. You, you could probably not even get a third for him. And, I mean, T.Y. Hilton, he's shown some life in the recent weeks. But, you know, I don't know how much he's got left in the tank. And it might be time to considering parting ways with Julio Jones if you're not looking like a contender for 2021. Uh, you know, it's getting hard to rely on him. He used to be that week-in, week-out guy who would have a safe fantasy floor and, you know, rarely score touchdowns but still had that huge ceiling. And I just don't know if that's him anymore. Yeah, I saw a deal in my big money league today. No, no trade deadline, so you got to expect some of these kind of things. Um, the uh, the guy who the two teams, myself and the other one, we both scored well over two hundred points and beat our opponents by over eighty. So we got some powerhouse teams, and uh, he traded CD Lamb and a first, which is going to be like the one eleven or one twelve for Julio and Aaron Jones. You know, so he jumped in, he went all in for that championship. But is that something that you think is you know, if you were going in for that championship? We don't even know if Julio's playing here. Me personally, I think the CD Lamb side is a smash for me. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, CD Lamb, he's struggled without Dak Prescott, but that whole Cowboys offense has. And I think he's a great buy low this offseason. For sure. John, who is your wide receiver that has really just been the Grinch, you know, for your teams? Yeah. Oh, well, let's start with week 16, Grinch. 
How about Juju? How hard was that to watch? Because I kind of like this kid, and I have a couple of shares. But he came out with a negative score. Like, I'm hearing these horror stories of people who started him, including some people that were – it was so close, they were worried about basically uh, stat stat corrections. And so yeah. they played him, and then ended up losing because of that. And uh, I still have that image of him getting blown up. I mean, he's seeing Christmas stars or – Visions of sugar plums danced above his helmet. I, but either way, not much more TikToking going on for Juju. Did you hear he came out and said, all right, I'm done with it. I, I'm try, I don't want my teammates or myself to get hurt here. Um, Twitter but he, has you know, actually won, won the Christmas season by some of these Juju, you know, some of these yeah. videos that they've done. Some of these, like, these edits where you see oh, him, like, it. dancing, being happy, and then just getting crushed, you know, and, and fumbling there. Yeah, that was it. That was hard to watch, and I'm kind of wondering what to do there with Juju shares. Um, you know, so I that that's that's a tough one there. To, he he may get shipped out of um, Pittsburgh is what a lot of people think, and so you could see his his value potentially spike there if um, that happens. And then the other one I was going to throw in there is a Grinch on the season. In some ways, is Will Fuller because he got us all excited and. Kind of like like I was saying earlier, it's kind of getting a lot of teams towards the playoffs, and then he's he's gone uh, right when everyone needs him. So that I'm gonna call that one a Grinch as well. And I, after seeing that happen, I don't know that I ever touch Will Fuller with a thirty to nine and a half foot pole again, Mike. There you go. The one guy who's been a, you know like a greasy wet peel to me has been Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, I went out there, and if you guys follow me. I put it out there. I was like, hey, Drew Brees is back. That means it's Michael Thomas time, right? 13 minutes later, they announced he is not playing. And I must have gotten 40 messages on Twitter, group messages, things on there. Be like, that didn't age well. You know, Michael Thomas is a tricky, tricky situation now. I have talked with John off off line here and said, trade him for Stefan Diggs if you're still in a deadline league. You know, try to make some kind of parallel move because this is – this is tricky. You know, I mean, who knows if Drew Brees is back next year? He looked okay with Taysom Hill, but if you haven't gotten out, you know, if you're still in the playoffs, you might be able to make one of those kind of parallel type moves. Monk. Yeah, I got really, um, without knowing about his, you know, ankle injury and going to be on IR, a few weeks back, I actually traded Michael Thomas for uh, Calvin Ridley and Derrick Henry for the playoff run. So, I mean, it, it, certainly I didn't know to expect Thomas going on IR, but uh, those are the kind of deals that you just, you know, don't let the gift force in the mouse. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Um, in the running back position. So the Grinch there, this is this is difficult to say. I mean, for the season, my Grinch is 100% Joe Mixon. I had Joe Mixon, you know, this was going to be the year, right? You got Joe Burrow. You could say the whole Bengals offense for that matter, except for T Higgins and and maybe a little bit of Tyler Boyd, but Joe Burrow comes in. We're all excited. Mixon's gets this opportunity and just can't stay healthy. He's missed nine straight games. He didn't look that good before. And for the playoffs, I mean, it's Christian McCaffrey. You know, he, we've been saying it on here for weeks. Mike Davis is the guy to own. Christian McCaffrey sounds doubtful again this week. You know, it doesn't sound like he's going to be back for those week 16 championships and, Hopefully you guys listen to us that you went out there and you picked up Mike Davis and you had him as your backup. Unfortunately, we had uh what was the wide receiver or the running back that just came in and stole the the show it was Rodney 
Rodney what, Smith. Rodney Smith, yeah, like so basic. Rodney Smith coming in, catching multiple passes and really taking away about seven or eight points from Mike Davis. Uh, but those are my two Grinches for the season and for the week. John, why don't you take us home here? Could we have a quick moment of silence for Todd Gurley? Thank you. <laughs> no, no, never. Right just... Todd Gurley is toast. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, no, I mean, I I frankly didn't have many shares of him, but wow, I mean, not only did he hurt you on the season um, down the stretch, like predictably, you know, he would, but in week 15, he basically is not even the starter anymore that came out and said that he's behind Ito Smith. I mean, wow. So that would be mine. I mean, there's a few others we could throw in. We already talked about Zeke and, and Mixon. Um, week 16, I might throw in like Kenyon Drake and Kareem Hunt just really hurt a few, some teams just didn't show up at all. Absolutely. Monk. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we talked a little bit about Mike Davis already, but you know, he's really been a letdown in the play last week. Uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show against the Packers, certainly expected a lot more than that. Uh, he's been a workhorse, been a top 10 fantasy quarterback on the year, but now, you know, splitting time, it's hard to trust them, especially against the tough Washington defense this week. I don't know that he's more than a desperation flex here. Um, and then a guy that I benched uh, this past week, uh, Chris Carson. I mean, the Seahawks offense has really slowed down over the last few weeks. And, you know, they let Russ cook early in the season, but now they've gone back to that ground and pound approach. And I know the Jets just took down the Rams, but that's still you know, a top five defense in the league. And I, I don't love any of the Seahawks this week. Yeah, it's it's hard to like any of those. I mean, it, it's a tough situation trying to figure out what to do with some of those guys. And we're, we're going to break that down with our, our weeks, you know, week 16 sit and stats. But the last one's sit and starts. <laughs> stats, oh, it's Christmas time, you know. I've been working nonstop. I made 70 fruit baskets today. I'm a produce manager. You know, I, I got 15 fruit trays. I got to start at 4 a.m. tomorrow morning. So I'm like, my my mind's on them, them fruit trays and putting the, the oranges and pears and whatnot in there, you know. Um, the worst part of the fruit basket is sometimes putting in bananas. Ugh, that's no good. The Grinch at the tight end position, your banana. Who is it, John? With the gr greasy black peel, too, there. Nobody wants those, you know what I mean? No. Um, so tight end for me, I, I have to admit, I'm, you know, just another quick victory lap before I may. I really on all my rosters this year, I had like a top tight end. And it, it seems like it's a formula that works. So whether it's Kelsey or Waller, you, you know how much I love those two guys. The one that did hurt in week 15, though, was Hawkinson. And um, I actually did just recently move Waller ahead of them in my rankings. And it's kind of further validated because he just totally disappeared. And I don't know if you saw that, he didn't show up when people needed him the most there. Tight end has really been a tough position. In fact, it seems like throughout the offseason, we were talking about how deep it was and how you could just get a tight end late. Whoops. That didn't, that didn't pan out too well, did it? I mean, we found some guys like Logan Thomas, okay? But and, most I mean, of those other guys really didn't show up. Yeah. yeah I feel like it's that I, I, I do it all the time with my drafts is I want top three or wait till the end and all my startups. That's it. If I did not get those top three, I 
I have Logan Thomas on nine dynasty teams because I did not get those top three. I took stabs at Irv Smith, Mike Gusecki, you know, and then real late Logan Thomas. And I feel like sometimes that's the way to go. You know, you, you get Kittle, you get Kelsey, you get Hawk or you wait, you know, and then you pick yeah. up the ton, you pick up the Logan Thomases. And that's that way it. you prevent yourself from overpaying at the tight end position. Like I did. I know a lot of people did with my tight end Grinch, Zach Ertz. I mean, I was mm-hmm. on the Zach Ertz bandwagon i was like everybody was talking about goddard which you could throw goddard on that grinch list too because just the tight ends in philadelphia have not produced you know and and zach Ertz looks slow it looks like it's you know he was on the wrong side of the trade market now you're not going to get anything for zach Ertz. i tried getting a second and it seems like that's that's a stretch which seems crazy to me you know because a year from ago or a year and a half ago we were talking about his his stats were right there with them big three and now Unfortunately, it's you're not going to be able to move Zach Ertz. You're going to have to just ride him out and hope he gets a resurgence here, or you know, potentially a, a move. Mung, who's your guy? Yeah, I, I was never on Tyler Higby, but uh, he was a good sell if you uh, dumped him this off season. And for me, Austin Hooper. Uh, I mean, coming from the Atlanta offense, where he was a key piece of that receiving core, uh, moving to this run-heavy scheme uh, in Cleveland. Uh, but I will say that Hooper still looked good in limited action, and I think he might actually be a buy low this coming off season. But uh, you know, talking about the tight end landscape in general, I think the lack of you know solid options at that position immediately makes Kyle Pitts a top five dynasty tight end coming in as a rookie. Kyle Pitts is going to be yeah, something love me some Kyle Pitts. We're going to talk about him. That is the Pitts. Well. Guys, that is that is the end of our Smash Except Grinch episode. Um, I want to why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and then tune in to our you know week 16 matchup that we're gonna have right after this. Um, John, why don't you tell people what you got going on and, and where they can find you and what you're super excited about for week 16? Yeah, I am I'm so excited for week 16 here and wish everyone the best of luck. Please do reach out to me at dynasty underscore trades for any help at all with your week 16 lineups, even in your consolation brackets. And a lot of you are already looking at offseason moves. I love the offseason as as much as the regular season. And we're going to be bringing in some discussions on upcoming rookies and things like that. Who's going to gain value in the offseason and all that. So reach out anytime. I love to mix it up with everybody on Twitter. And again, Good luck in the final. Yeah, I think the Dynasty offseason is my main season. That's what I absolutely love. We got some incredible guests lined up. You know, we're not going to jump too much out there, but I'm really excited about some of the people we have coming on. Uh, Mung, what do, what do you have going on right now? Uh, anything going on with Fantrax? And what do you want to say to the people here for Week 16? Yeah, you know, real quick before we get into that, uh, I have some breaking news. While we were just recording uh, a few minutes ago, I got a trade offer in my inbox, and I did accept. Uh, I traded Drew Locke, uh, Christian Kirk, and the 204 for David Montgomery for this title game. Wow. Nice. I'm, I am loving that. Do it. No, David Montgomery had slowly, I mean, Four weeks in a row, over 23 points. He has killed it. So that's a great move there. Um, and I'm. you can find me at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the process.